Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast where we are going to openly celebrate a draw against Preston North End in the championship because of the was improvement <laughs> that we that we all witnessed at the weekend. Wise Men Say regulars in the studio tonight. Myself and Gareth Barker joined by Robbie Fellow and Michael Love. I would say they're regulars as well. I said the studio's full of Wise Men oh, Say regulars tonight. You say full of. Sorry. I, I did. Rude. You always make me get myself. What did you think you were saying then? Know. Bored, wasn't I? <laughs> Clearly, Bored already. After a bit. Bored. Unlike we were on Saturday, let's just segue this back in because it was entertaining. Well, we for don't once. have to go straight into the football. We don't have two games to do tonight. Oh, yeah, so we might be struggling, so like stretches out for like half an hour. To be honest, oh, how's everyone's day been then? Monday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Should we talk about Gareth's voice again? Yeah. For yeah, a little bit. We don't know what you're talking about. I've got a fantastic <laughs> radio voice. <laughs> We had some we had some good off mic chat about well, Gareth, Gareth presenting the breakfast show on Capital Radio. So, if anyone listening wants to start leading the campaign for this on Twitter, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the work, no problem at all. You don't I'll get you don't get paid that. for it. We said it was going to be a charity thing. Mm, didn't agree to that bit. Well, you could, said a charity. I said I'll take the work. You only have to talk for about yeah. six minutes an hour on a, commercial you, radio. You get an appearance fee, like when like an amateur to get me out of here. So it's for charity, but you still get a little bit. Right, okay. You can just imagine Gareth doing the links card, you know, the links <laughs> he's given to do. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come yeah, up with the link. Yeah. Come up with the link, I'll read <laughs> it. The like, we were, maybe we'll work down that. Maybe for next week we'll work on some links and get you to read them out. Um, we are going to celebrate a draw against Preston. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where, you know, how it's come to this, really. Um, it, it, it was important that the players showed us a reaction. The bottom line is they didn't get a win that they needed <laughs> but we're all happy about it I, I, I'm not sure whether it should be positive or negative about the whole thing a double edge on it because in isolation you go that was alright but we still have only won one game this season and we wanted the win uh, to take the, the pressure off um, sort of two or three points from safety now aren't we so 13 points from the playoffs I believe which is something that if you if you were talking about we were talking about playoffs Early weeks of the season. Don't think anyone's talking about yeah, that. Yeah, they're now. not, but we were. And it's still early days in the season, but 13 points is quite a lot early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't really, if you, you know, Martin Bain said promotion was the aim um, in an interview with George Colgan. So if that's the case, the 13 points currently away from getting anywhere near that opportunity. So the need the need to, to start converting the few good performances that we have into victories. You could argue that. Nottingham Forest, where it was a bit bland and we didn't really threaten a goal, were in the game and you know we could we could have potentially won that game. Um, and then you look at this one most recently, the Preston game. We should have should have really won that game. So it's frustrating. But There's something frustrating about George Honeyman's quotes afterwards, saying almost implying like the players treat this game treated it as a as a cup final, which is. A ridiculous place to be in, really, and a worrying place to be in. That you're going away to press and you treat like a cup final, you still don't get the win. I'm trying not to be negative. Is it not trying not to be negative? Is it not just because a, a way of saying we needed to book our ideas up, something like that? Maybe. I just think it, it seemed to go a bit deeper than that. You know, he hinted that there were problems in the dressing room and they needed to do more. Mm. And, and he's talking about winning second balls and stuff, and that's not. But stuff. that was true. But after it's not watching stuff last you should be. That should be a given, though. That you oh, should go and win a second ball and no, but in context, move the ball quicker. And all no, the, the, the second stuff. the second ball quote was more around 
utilising James Vaughan properly. It wasn't yeah. a general quote around the game. It was getting bodies around Vaughan because he said, obviously, they did that for the first goal very well. Yeah. Um, and well, it should still be given. It's not. Well, it should be, given. but then so, <laughs> lots of things it should, should be but given. We've been, we have been <laughs> yeah. so terrible recently that it's not it's not a turning point yeah. on Saturday against Preston but it could be a platform we, we we look good going forward we actually created chances we had more shots in the opposition which I can't remember when the last time that happened and we weren't it was last week I was saying this we're not doing simple things right and we did the simple things right that might sound I know that's depressing <laughs> when you're in the championship that you're celebrating that but after those last few weeks to see us making tackles see us giving the ball away less Another thing I said last week was I just want to see us trying things quickly. Just even if it doesn't come off, just trying to make things happen quickly. And they were doing that. They looked they looked brave on Saturday, whereas recently they looked quite scared. I'm not sure what that is. Whether that's McGeady coming back into the side, whether it's Catamol playing much better than he has done. Maybe I know he faded in the second half, but and Dong was probably the man of the match. So we had we had a midfield for once. Or you'd even say maybe O'Shea coming back in. Talk about the shape of the side then, because it looked a lot better. It did look a lot better. Um, I think we would have, well, most of us when we were talking before the game, scoffed at the likes of Gooch and Honeyman starting with the likes of McManaman, Williams, Oviedo, even on the bench. But And I was I was quite cr- critical of Gooch after the Cardiff game, but I thought out of the games, he's, I know he's not started many games, but in general, that's probably the best game he's had for us. Um, really good assist for the goal, got in a good area to win to win the flick on. And Honeyman as well, he's been quiet in recent weeks, but this season you can't really fault him for popping up like with, with goals and, and making things happen. Like, And obviously for an attacking player, you, you are going to drift in and out of games, so that's quite important. But in terms of shape of the team, I think the, one of the big problems we've had in recent weeks is we've been really, really rigid. There's been no movement amongst the players at all, but I thought we were quite fluid on, on Saturday. Vaughan was dropping deep and players were getting beyond him. McGeady was playing like unpredictably so defenders didn't know what to do and Dong was using his athleticism to get up and down the pitch um, so I think that was the main thing with regards to the shape we were actually there was some movement and we were getting chances out of that and closer to what we were when we looked like we were semi-decent at the start of the season as well with McGeady back on the side and Honeyman on the other side you do wonder if he's even going to explore the option of playing um, McGeady and McManaman or whether he thinks mm. that might be a little bit open because I think Honeyman will give you something different on the other side where he's not going to ghost past players, but he does get himself in the box and more importantly works back and he yeah. he's not scared to come inside and look for the ball as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes forward with that. But that's a nice thing because we've spoke about how poor our benches looked. Yeah, and, and what more came off, on off the bench and made an impact as well. Um, the bench actually did look quite strong on Saturday and you thought whatever the result is, yeah, we might have thought that starting lineup looked a bit dodgy, but... There was options there. Um, McManaman didn't even get on the pitch. And what it, what it does as well, it gives the players who did start the game some impetus to, to go out and put another performance in now, especially with this home game that we have after the international break, to try and get the monkey off the back. Suddenly these players are looking at the bench and they're saying, right, my place is not safe. I need to maintain that performance, level of performance, yeah? Yeah. Um, for once on Saturday, the feeling I got was, it's the first time in a long time I felt a little bit of togetherness in the team, a bit of unity. And that kind of came from like the manager, the players, and the stands when the, we got the equaliser because you saw like immediately like kind of what it meant to McGeady to get that goal. Obviously, 
I didn't really see it myself. So I was basically too busy jumping all hour. But um, I've heard like with Simon Grayson, he was kind of almost given the beginning a little bit to the Preston fans. And I know it might sound a little bit simplistic, but it's something we've been missing because the clubs felt very fractured lately. And even when we went 2-1 down, there wasn't kind of mass negativity coming from the away end or any kind of turn on the players. It was still pretty positive. And obviously getting the goal back quickly helped. But I think the fans on Saturday saw that, like Rory said, there was a big improvement um, we looked a lot better, kind of like tactically. The players looked as though like we knew what we were doing. We looked as though we actually had like a game plan for once. And as I said, it should be a given, and it is baby steps. But it was kind of a different world from where we were at Ipswich last Tuesday night. Um, and as I said, we just need for one sort to capitalise on this because, as it was alluded to earlier, but I think Gareth said that we've had games like Hull away where we got a point in isolation. That's a good point. And if you're in the dressing room, you would hope we would use that as a springboard and say, right, we've gone to Hull who were like a decent side to beat Birmingham 6-1. They've had some poor results, had some impressive results, but at home, by and large, we've been very good. We got a point down there, but we didn't build on it. We went and lost the next week. We didn't build on our decent start of the season. We didn't build on an encouraging display against Nottingham Forest and stuff like that. So this time, we need to build on it, though, and we need to progress. And we can't just have this as a flash in the pan where we occasionally pull a decent result out of the bag because <clears> it's not going to be good enough to even steal up in the league, never mind finish mid-table or higher. And they've got, you know... Bristol City to come, which will be we've got a more winnable game. Well, yeah. that's a tough game because they went Ipswich and I think they three one they won three yeah. one. They've had a good good start the season. QPR have been mixed, but they've they've competed quite well against what you'd argue yeah. call the better sides in the league. Middlesbrough soon, and as we've well. got Middlesbrough. Obviously, we've got Bolton, which is you know you have to win that game. Everyone has to beat Bolton, really. Yeah, um, yeah. so. You know, it's it's. I don't think it's going to get any easier, but we need to go back to concentrating on, you know, the things that we do well, and yes. maybe go almost go look at that that first game of the season where we're all really apprehensive after what happened against Celtic, and then we started that game brilliantly, mm-hmm. um, and we looked a, a good team, um, and since then we've had like a bit of a period where we haven't, like the the we had a pattern where we started games really well and then. The, the, the good starts got smaller, and the, the minutes of that good start got fewer and fewer in every game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it became we didn't start the game very well, and we conceded goals. And then we were getting conceding goals later, and not even competing. So, you know, maybe the return of McGee. I know you said you thought Ndong was man of the match, and I thought you know he did really well breaking up the play again. I'd love to see what his stats were when it comes to sort of tackles and interceptions on the he edge of the, the box. Cause he he, made, yeah, he made about 10 tackles, I think. I think, I think he made more tackles than anyone, and, and interceptions were quite high yeah. as well. Um, but I thought McGeady was, you know, man of the match just for his work rate. I thought, you know, he, he was tucking yeah, in. Yeah, it's graph, definitely. Really tucking in. I thought Billy Jones was quite poor, and, you know, sure. he's got a real problem with giving away stupid free kicks, yeah. um, which led to the equaliser, which I wouldn't really... Criticise any of the anyone for because I thought it was a great ball yeah, in and in yeah. you know Vaughan if he gets another half inch of his head on it it's over the bar for he, a corner yeah he's got to go for that um so it's just one of them and I thought people can pick apart the second goal and say this player should have I've seen some still images going around on Twitter saying look where Catamore's standing but that's a still image in a yeah. in a in a fluid game it's, it's yeah. difficult to, to criticise yeah so I think to be fair. Like laced it on his wrong foot in off the bar, isn't he? I mean, from the edge of the box on the volley, um, and 
it was just one of those. I think sometimes you got to curse your luck a bit and go. Would it be easy for the players to give up then and throw the yeah. towel in and say I mean, yeah, because said... they're playing well, arguably the the best have played all seasons perhaps, and they think right, you know, we're responding, we're getting a reaction, we're winning one nil, and then they get hit with two goals like that way. You think well, there's not really a lot we could have done with that. It would have been really easy for them to start sulking yeah, and yeah. think and think the world is against yeah. them there. And it was, you know, have you ever seen a player set himself up with a tackle <laughs> before? <laughs> Perfect. It was like a Steve. Seen Jeff Whitney score with a tackle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen someone set himself up with a tackle. I'll tell you what, on the other hand, like imagine somebody had done that to us, people would be absolutely fuming. It's almost <laughs> exactly. like Sid Brown and just lost a ball and a tackle on the edge of the box and the lad stuck it in the corner. Um but no, he's a you know, he's a classy player McGeady, isn't he? In in the in the championship certainly and again his his two footedness. I've never seen a player who strikes a ball as sweetly with yeah. with both feet at Sunderland. It, it, I mean I know it's a, a simple it's a it's a simple observation to make. I guess I mean you don't see many truly ambidextrous footballers, really, do you? Um, oh, and, and he very much he very much is a you know that's one of his massive strengths is that he can go either side, he can deliver the ball. You yeah. know he's I don't know what what foot he is. I mean I was thinking because he you know he took that corner takes corners with his right, so I assume he's right footed. But you know some of his deliveries with his left foot are ludicrous, and you know his finishes. If you look at it, is, is the goals he scored? I think it was left foot at Norwich, wasn't it? From distance, yeah, right, right against, right against Ipswich, left foot against um, Preston at the weekend. Um, yeah, I thought he was terrific, and I thought Catamore did quite well. Um, and I thought Adam Matthews again is yeah, he's looking really good. impressed. Starting the match with singing ability, isn't it? He's yeah. on, on field <laughs> stuff. He looks great. Um, and I think when Oviedo come, came on, we looked a lot better. Yeah, yeah. That, that back four that finished the game yeah. is hopefully all being well. And I thought so Matthews, Matthews to, to right over the right. Yeah, yeah. over the yeah. right. That's what I'd like to see start against QPR. Because even though, yeah. like, like you say, Gareth, the two goals were quite unfortunate. And we, we obviously do have a problem in defence. We, we've not kept, kept a clean sheet no. all season. But. That's definitely the most cohesive yeah. they've looked probably since Norwich, maybe even the Derby yeah. game. Like, so how much of that's down to John O'Shea coming back into the side? You've got to think it's got to have some influence because there's no real. We've been champion in that, haven't we, for, yeah. for a there's, few weeks? There's been no leadership at the back, has there? Like Corny, very, very undervalued. Just somebody to it is totally, organise the defence yeah. and talk people through the game. And I think it's it's easy to bash him, like when like, it's really weird. People going things are going wrong, and it's O'Shea's fault yeah. this season. Like he's O'Shea barely, it's, people he's who barely people played. Like it's just that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and then he's came into the side, and it's. It is definitely the most composed defensive. At the end of the look, day, all, all the end of the day, Paolo knew. He did right? know. He did know. That's, that's all I've got to say on it. And, and we conceded six goals under with John O'Shea in the side in one game. Didn't even give Catamore's squad some. Catamore and Bardsey who came in were like brilliant. That yeah. Bardsey scores the goal that effectively gets us to Wembley. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. But but he's but, he br- knew, but, but he he's still brilliant despite not having a job in uh, yeah. three years. Yeah, but he knew. Um, had them sussed. Definitely had them sussed. Catch up on that. But another another positive as well. One thing to remember with Preston is at home they'd only conceded one goal all season, and considering how frustrated we've been with our attack to go and look so dangerous for once and get a couple of goals against that kind of side, I know like McGeady's really pulled something out of the bag from nothing, but I thought the first goal like was quite pleasing. Oh, like Vaughan was brilliant in the air. Gooch, we're talking about his lack of decisiveness, just really quickly yeah. lays it off to Honeyman yeah. and really nice finish. Like sends yeah. the keeper the wrong way. You feel a bit sorry, uh, Michael. You feel a bit. I mean, you feel for people like Gooch and Honeyman in a way because we'll come and we'll say we'll criticise them and stuff like that. But they shouldn't be. 
Some, some of the more senior, yeah, some of the more teen, senior teenagers yeah, yeah. should be bailing them out, and, and there should be. Yeah. I know people are saying, well, they're at a certain age now. Honeyman, he's been around a while. You know, he isn't he isn't nineteen year old or anything like that. But he's still, when you've only played a small amount of first team games, you should be getting eased in a little bit more, perhaps. And there's some sympathy for them on on that front because they're not going to be consistent every week, are they? They still kind of have to be judged of the same kind of standards as the rest of the team. Though. Yeah. I think that would be my kind of argument on this. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, isn't it? You, you do try and you. I think like there is something inside of you that is reluctant to criticise them because, which in, in a way I think, people are quite patient with them, even though they do get criticism because they they haven't at, at times looked quite there. But then you could say that I think Honeyman less so. I think to be fair to him, recently he's been looked a bit out of, out of sorts, but generally. You know, start season looked pretty good, playing out of position, and he scored three goals. Uh, it's surprising also, because one in the cup. sorry, Graf, I just think right. this time last year, if um, somebody said to you that Honeyman would look further ahead in his development than Gooch, mm. you'd be right. very surprised, wouldn't you? But it does appear to be that way at the minute. Um, I mean, it looks like a player who could play in the championship for his the vast majority of his career. Yeah. Um, it, it's at a level which you know, which is great because for, for, again, for from academy perspective, yeah. People might say, "Well, you know, we're not developing Premier, loads of Premier League players," but I think that's a, a, that's really good. That if he does carve out a good career at that level, I think that's brilliant. Really, it's admirable. Um, and you know, it's, it's top two divisions in English football, um, and, and he, that's, what, that's where I think he'll he'll sit for the, for the vast majority of his career. But you know, you can't you can't. To be fair to him as well, he's coming out. Obviously, Grayson made the comment after Ipswich, where a young player in the dressing room made. Some comments about the team, and then he's doing post match. You know, he's not a senior player doing a post match at the weekend, talking about, you know, what we should be doing on the pitch. And I think that's that's admirable, really, when he's a novice, essentially, yeah, compared yeah. to some of the other people who've been around. Um, but speaking of, I guess, uh, of younger players, you have to talk about what more, don't you? And they they're basically ter- they terrified. Yeah, he was excellent, on. excellent. But that's that's a big positive. Obviously, not just him being. But you never fit. know. You never know what you're going to get when firstly when someone comes back. Yeah. And secondly, yeah. there's a lot of pressure well, on him. Pierce was the first worry yeah. that I had. Whether yeah. they would still have. He the didn't Pierce. look to have lost it, did he? He didn't know. But with with him coming back, he's got that bit more experience at, at a higher level than the likes <clears> of Gooch and Honeyman. Those two players are being given a lot of responsibility that maybe they didn't expect at the start of the season. We have had some big injury problems that I know we weren't necessarily forced to play them on Saturday, but they have had to step up a little bit. And with the likes of McManon getting fit there, Williams, um, even Graben coming back as well, and, and obviously now Watmore, we've got some options to play with, and that can o- that can only be a good thing if we want to get Madger as well. Coming yeah, up. Madger as well. I know that that is another young player, but it's hopefully well, it's he, hopefully not having to rely on all of them and utilise them. He was our best striker in pre-season. pre-season yeah, so definitely like without a doubt. Oh, I'd, I'd like to see him being yeah. given a chance, but you just don't want to put too no. much responsibility on their shoulders because that can massively damage them at that age, but. I really think Saturday will have really done the world of good for, for Gooch and, and Honeyman. Like I say, he, he keeps popping up and you can't really knock that. The thing about the positive as well around Watmore is he got absolutely minced and <laughs> he got up. Yeah. And that it was probably good that that happened yeah. so well, he soon, said as much, didn't he? soon um, in the game. And that decision just... Baffling. I mean, Mental. I couldn't believe it. He gave the throw. He was like, it took ages as well to decide what he was going to do. Then he was Didn't like, he book stealing or no, he booked, he booked, he booked, Oshea Oshea for, for complaining. 
and then gave a throw in. And then he just like <laughs> didn't even put, get a, like yeah. let alone a free I kick know. for the handball. But absolutely like <laughs> clad him like no. surely that it was, was like a, a foul. There was a double foul in there, wasn't it? Handball yeah. and, and an actual two foul. Two red cards. <laughs> throw in. Yellow card O'Shea. Just so your rotten core. <laughs> Rot- member of rotten Just core. Just the referee pulls up his mask and his Paolo saying that he knew. <laughs> yeah. All right. um, it would have been perfect if, if Watmore yeah. had, had scored or, or one of those penalty shouts were, were given. One uh, of but, the five penalty yeah, shouts. Well, yeah. It was as close to perfect yeah. as possible without that. I though. think um, the biggest um, observation I kind of made with um, Watmore at the weekend was the amount of space you get in the Championship compared to the Premier League. It is like night and day. And... Um, Obviously, when he's getting the ball and kind of he has a pace he does, and he's running the people, and he's not like getting, he's not facing a contact situation straight away. When he gets it, he's having time to get his head down and run at players. And obviously, they're terrified that they're kind of like going, going anywhere near him because if you get well, if you have a competent referee anyway, it's usually a foul. I don't know. Like I think um, the referee, I think you thought you were playing FIFA and he went on the settings and turned the foul settings off because like <laughs> it was unbelievable. But as I said, and if he can exploit the space and kind of use just a little bit more kind of like in-game intelligence that he lacks a little bit, then we could see um, like real good things from him this season. And Gareth made the point before about McGeady being able to like kind of like put a ball in with both feet. What more can't do with that? But what, one thing he can do, he can go inside and outside a man when he yeah. when he takes him on, which as a defender it must be an absolute nightmare if you've got somebody running at you with that pace. And I don't think what more half the time knows where the ball's going to end up, never mind the centre-half. <laughs> so... When he's running that year, kind of with with his head down, it must be an absolute nightmare for defenders to deal with. So hopefully that could be a massive plus. What more coming back? I mean, the first thing he did as well, he got on the ball and then he he just roasted the fullback. Yeah. And I remember I was listening. I was adding on that I follow. Um, I was, I was we were out of the country like this week. <laughs> did you know? Did you have a nice time. I was good. Yeah. Went there. Just went and got a hotel room in Baltimore. Uh, I, I went to Boston. Funny yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Flew. Out. I was actually in Utah. Tell a lie. My my American address is uh, in, yeah, in yeah, Utah, yeah. so I flew out to Utah. Um, sort of had a well, didn't have a drink because it's like a dry state. Um, sort of met up with a few of my wives out there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and watched a game in a hotel room, and then flew back. Uh, so it was a good weekend. Nice day, so yeah. Was, uh, popped out. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, just going to Utah. Uh, do you want anything yeah. while I'm out? <laughs> yeah, but the, the, as soon as what more went past the. Uh, I commented it was um, Brett Homerod, <laughs> who was like the bloke sitting next to you at the match, was like, he just went, whoa, like that. But he obviously never seen him, or, you know, he was obviously surprised at how quickly he went past him. Um, and that was, you know, immediately it was like, maybe he will be as valuable as we think he's going to be, because, as I said before, there's a lot of pressure on him to, to, to deliver, and again, there shouldn't be, because he is a young player and he, he's only played. 35, 40 top level games or first team games, um, and he, he's still learning. So, you know, it's about time. That's why McGeady, people like McGeady McManaman, are so important because in forward areas, we've seen they're the ones who want to influence, want yeah. to get on the ball, senior players who want to influence things. Um, so, really, we need more, more of the old heads to. To stand up, it's gonna it's gonna be massive knock-on effects throughout the team with Watmore as well. Just because, as we've touched on there, defenders will not want the hassle of, of that. You think about some of the previous games where we our options were what we were just going along to Vaughan and it was mm-hmm. just coming straight back. Yeah. You eradicate that problem straight away because even 
he could work getting close to Vaughan and winning some of those second balls we've just said, or he can pull himself out wide. Yeah. And you've got he he could do both equally well, Isn't and he probably will do both. He'll vary his runs, he'll move around. Yeah. It gets you further up the field. It takes the pressure off everybody else, and. Uh, again, we keep mentioning expectations and stuff, but the little Steve cameo. The well, the little cameo he suggests uh, he 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 showed us suggests that, as Gareth just said, that maybe maybe he will be very effective at this level. Wait, well, it's the, the we haven't got the pace, and I would say that we haven't played a lot of teams this season. It's felt it hasn't felt as though there's a lot of other teams we've played with blistering pace. No, Zahore was pretty quick, and the um, the the winger for. Um, uh, Dart, well, the first goal is size, is it? Yeah. And the lad at Derby, the first game of the season, who gave uh, what do you call? I can't even Galloway, Galloway. an absolutely terrible oh, yeah. time um, down that right side. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, I don't feel as though we've really played a team with pace, and you know what? You know, teams in this league are not that good. I mean, we've we've been beaten by a lot of teams where you think they just haven't looked great, and you oh, just definitely. think. A long ball over the top made their goalkeeper panic and run 40 yards from goal and make a terrible decision, <laughs> which he got away with. Um, and I'm not saying that'll happen every game, but defenders will will hate having somebody who's just willing to run into yeah. a corner and and beat them there because they'll just panic all the time. We've now we're enforced we force teams back. We've almost got a different outlet where Vaughan we've just lumped it up to him and hope he flick it. At least our out ball now might be a ball in behind that Watmore yeah. can run the channel and get onto. And with with McGee, you've got that unpredictability yeah. on the other side as well. And and Watmore does move really well yeah. off the ball as well. But one thing I was quite surprised about was Preston, obviously one of the better performers in this league. You'd think they'd been watching with what we just just to give to give a balance mm. to all the positivity. You think they would have been watching what we'd struggled with this season, banging balls in the box. And I thought. I know they came out all guns blazing in the second half because they got those two quick goals, but I didn't think they really put us under much pressure. And I, I don't. I, and and maybe you do just have to give credit to the midfield, like stopping them from that. And Vaughan was dropping back and defending from the front quite well, but I didn't really see much of an attacking threat from them. And that goes back into the <clears> point that not many of the sides we're facing this season are that good. Pressing a fourth, and like I say, I've only conceded one goal at home this season, but can't say they honestly mm. looked that great. <laughs> We don't have another game to preview, so we'll just carry on talking about going forward and what we think Grayson can do in the international break. Um, talk about some of the players who aren't getting on the pitch at the minute, but what we need to do is stick a little sweeper in. Yeah, we've got to do that so it just doesn't go mid-conversation. You're saying, well, what, what more put a really... And then it just cuts out and something <laughs> else comes in. And it doesn't sound great when that happens, does it? Let's be honest. Got to be professional. We mentioned that, you just mentioned um, there about uh, about what more McGeady, and then that's not even with McManaman in yeah. the side as well. Again, I'm trying to not get too carried away. We, we haven't even won the game. You know, we, we went to Preston and we, we've, we've had a 2-2 draw. But again, it's encouraging, isn't it, now, going forward, because you cannot see Watmore not starting the next game. He said he was ready for half an hour this game. He wanted to start. I mean, his medical team told him just give him half an hour tops. You would think with a little bit of a break now and more training, he might be ready to start again. So 
suddenly what what is a negative playing at home with that monkey on the back might turn into a positive because you've got players desperate to keep hold of the players. So that's what we want. That's the scenario we all dream of. Whether that happens yeah. or not is another thing. It's it's competitiveness, isn't it? Because you you can't be harsh to drop. Goose would harsh, be harsh to drop Honeyman, but he'd also have Grabben as well after the international break because it was hamstring injury, wasn't it, for him? So you'd expect that be... match fitness. And yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to start the game, but yeah, but, but, but on the bench. In and around. In and the around, squad. exactly. <laughs> but but hopefully for Watmore as well, international break, he might be able to get a behind closed doors under 23s game arranged to give him 45 minutes just to get him sharp because. It is a, it's not just a massive injury he's coming back from. He's had no pre-season as well, so it is going to be a while until he's up to full speed, until he's able to play 90 minutes and keep up those energy levels as well. Um, and, and like we were saying before, you don't want to put too much pressure on yeah. him, but it's nice to have a bit of a selection dilemma Maybe before I'm the next getting game a bit ahead well. of myself and he, and he will only start the next game. So you're just trying to look for the positives now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. think like, right, no, we need a win. Because I, I still do fully believe that once we win at home once we'll be fine yeah massive psychological barrier you're talking there about some of the players who you've got coming back from injury some of the players are on the bench and stuff and yes you know they're not superstars but there's just no way irrelevant who the, of who the manager is that that squad should be anywhere near yeah. a relegation battle and I, I firmly believe that and I won't change my mind I think we'll you know we just need a couple of to positive results to, to make people leave again only took two or three at the start of the season and if we have another run where we take five points from three games people will start to think alright yeah, you know we've got something to build on um, and you know people will start to believe that actually yeah we have got some decent players I think we do have decent players um, I think most teams in the league would want McGeady in, in their squad um, you know he's, and, and we've, we've got Say people like McManaman who haven't really, you know, started loads of games yet. Who look decent. Um, what more coming back? All that kind of thing. So you've got you've got to try and you know got to try and be positive. We can all sit and mourn all day, and there's plenty of stuff written that's negative, and plenty of you know we've recorded negative shows and mourned on. But you know sometimes it's just best to have that reality check and go. They just need to focus on the fact that we were better than the league probably suggests at the moment and it'll come good you just got to hope that that'll happen I know there'll be probably a lot of people out there listening going that's a load of rubbish but you got to believe that that team can, can get out of the situation that they're in definitely and, and they did show that on, on Saturday and I think I still think we are only and obviously there's nothing we can do about this now we're only a 20 goal striker a season away from having quite a good top half side in the championship I know again like expectations and everything that doesn't sound brilliant but the problem has been so far scoring goals and obviously we need to tighten up at the back but the defence is starting to look improved but it, it does need we do need that home win before we can we can start to get too carried away and, oh and it's not- a massive you know <clears throat> it's a massive monkey on and I think you, you know you look at that stat again that were highlighted in the last show where we um, stated that we'd been in the lead, in the leads yeah. for no at no point in the year. And that that is directly linked to the fact that we haven't won all year. Is because when we go behind, it's a mammoth effort to we never come to, back to, yeah. to, to to turn it around. Just because I think people are so fed up of it, and I think the fans the, the fans 
here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. That atmosphere, you can feel it around the stadium. People are just, I would say, give up, and I don't think you can blame them because they've seen it so many times. The players conversely struggle um, or to, to, you know, to, to make the right decisions on the ball and things like that when they're under pressure, um, and, and that's been a massive problem. So if we can get the lead in a game... It'd be interesting to see what we did then, you know. The need, yeah, the need. You know, get, an get early a, goal, ideally. Get, well. a lead in a, get a lead in a game and then, you know, can we go on and get the second? Yeah, with, come out you know, and keep, yeah. keep on as well. Keep on at them. Yeah. See how they react and if, yeah. they, if they do, like, go, oh, God, we need to protect this now or whether they get their yeah, tails up. Absolutely. I, I think that the momentum will turn around if we do win a home game or get even, like, an early goal to take at home because even the Cardiff game, like, when we equalised, like, the, the, the atmosphere was quite positive mm. and, like, we are yeah. getting behind the team. And then suddenly Kone goes and like gives yeah. away a super penalty and you're back to square one. Yeah. But I think, as I've said before, we as fans, well, I'm only speaking for myself here, we don't enjoy mourning or being negative or mm-hmm. random about this. <laughs> you, you know, Sometimes like, it gives us something to talk about. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, like, in the opening weeks of the season where we kind of would play, we looked like a competent side and we were getting some good results, like everyone was like, the fan base was really buoyant. Um, and that just shows how kind of desperate people are for this team to succeed and... Uh, and to do well, so I do think that it is just a case of getting that monkey off our back, and then again, like I said before, about kind of a feeling of unity on Saturday, and it's something which I haven't felt for a long time, and um, hopefully that can be just like just as I said before, I'm not going to get carried away, but just kind of like just early kind of stage of building blocks of recovery because like God only knows we need it. Like, <laughs> well, he's got time with them on the training ground now because the international break, and I think what we're all hoping for is he's not going to. He's not going to go back to this three at the back thing. We I might now. He's right. I've got all his time. I'm going to make this three at the back thing work if it's the last <laughs> thing I do. Because he keeps trying with it, doesn't he? He, he keeps persevering. Well, if we are uh, going to try three at the back, we kidnap Billy Jones to make sure he's not the third centre half. <laughs> <laughs> I had a um, horrible thought earlier when we were talking about Watmore, and I hadn't actually seen tweets that people have t- tweeted into us and Daniel Shellard sort of uh, mirroring what I what I was thinking. And he's asking how pissed off will we all be when Watmore gets sold in January after rescuing <laughs> our season, <sighs> and uh, with a with a club in that, the financial that's getting, that's getting carried away too the, far the uh, other way. With, Daniel with, Shallard, with, with the club being in the financial situation they're in, there's always that worry as well. And we can all talk about how how, how good our squad looks on paper. Well, you sell them sell them for twenty five million then. If Jordan Ives worth what seventeen, then you just yeah. sell them. What, and then that was two seasons ago. Then he's. He's worth twenty five. And as well, we we kept hold of Indong, we kept hold of Corner in in, in, the, in the summer. I don't think they're necessarily gonna. They'll sell Corner in in January. Yeah, well, we did can. think they'd sell him in the summer as well. And, and... oh no, that's but that's so what I mean. Corner will go for like five hundred thousand pounds in January yeah. now. <laughs> it's Corner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that 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 is the the worry, isn't it? That your your good players become targets for other play other teams. Um, but by then we might have a bit of momentum behind us, be able to say to him, "Look, give us till the summer." Well, he likes it, not uh, you know, he, like, he likes playing for Sunderland, doesn't he? So you know, he's got a good uh, relationship. He's, he's English, with his so it's gonna. They don't come cheap to those players. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think we'll be okay with that one. Um, Paul Thompson is asking if we'll ever keep a clean sheet again. We're talking about again, you, you, it's the, the monkey on the, the monkey back scoring on the back, yeah. first, but it's a clean sheet thing as well. It's, yeah, it's, ideally, you want our next. Very simplistic to say, but you a win and a clean sheet. Feels like we're being greedy because we've won no, all no, season. Totally, that will that could be huge for the players. It feels like when that second half of the season under Allardyce, isn't it? When well, we were getting leads in those games, but we were chucking them away. And obviously, after that Southampton game when they equalised in the last minute, and it was all about 
we need to get that clean sheet. When we get that clean sheet, things will click into place. And if we if we play with the attacking intent that we did on Saturday, you would just hope because that defence did look a lot more assured that the clean sheet would come as well. Like, mm. doesn't seem fair to judge them on the two goals. No, it doesn't. Score, it does really it? doesn't because the, the you've we've been critical recently, and you've got to you've got to give them some praise when they do well. It's the best Browners looks since the early games of the season. Like early in the season, I was like, this is, looks like a player who. I'll have a season here, go back and become a Premier League player. He looked that calm and confident at such a young age. And, <clears throat> but obviously, he's been playing the struggling side where he's had no leadership at the back. But And you've got to think that O'Shea being alongside him has massively contributed to another good performance. He was making good interceptions. He was going into challenges as well. like Not, not rashly, but he had the confidence to go to go out and make those where I think the Forest game knocked a lot a lot out of him. I know, that... that... That was awful for him, really. For oh, totally. To, to have that. And he'd done all right before, even yeah, before, that, had, I mean, before that, that error, hadn't he? Again, that game is a real frustrating. Like, how we lost that game, you just can't. It just doesn't make any sense, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Well, we lost to a team that settled for a point. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it. And, you know, I think we could just do with, you know, some. you don't believe in looking all that, but we could do, you know, that decision with the, the keeper yeah. and. On another one day, we'd have had a penalty the, as well. On another day, we'd have had a penalty and all that sort of stuff. We could just do with one of those things. And even their equaliser as well. Like, it was a yeah, bit, we didn't get the rub of the grid. You know, 100 times, well, 99 times out of 100, that goes over yeah. over the bar. Um, and then but on, at the weekend, on the day where we don't want it to happen, it goes in off the bar. So, yeah, it's, it's frustrating when you look at it that way, but I didn't. Felt a little bit like I did after the Derby game, the first game of the season, where yeah. I felt mm-hmm. we're not brilliant. I enjoyed, but, I enjoyed yeah. that. I enjoyed the game because we battled in the game, and it was just the pressure of needing that win that that soured it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Again, like it's um, well, maybe it's not a massive thing, maybe it is a massive thing in another sense. I think the crowd reaction on Saturday as well, full time, like it was really positive. Like kind of like we got like applause off the pitch to a man. Like people kind of like stay behind, like at the end, like clap them off and. All the players came over, Grayson came over, and especially in the light of the comments, which I know were taken slightly out of context in the media, I was expecting maybe a little bit of kind of like tentatively, that's not even the word, but like a little bit of <laughs> frostiness. Sort of, frostiness towards yeah, the, right. the linguistics experts saved me, it's fine. Um, <laughs> you just always but, look for the simpler word, Michael, I've made, but no, I've, when made Grayson, it, I've made it my thing. But when Grayson came over, he got a really good reception, like he got applauded and like kind of like people were like singing that, <clears> so... As I say, it's, it was good because he kind of, after Tuesday night, I think there was a lot of people who were thinking, oh, well, like we could be in for a real fight because the crowd have like really turned now. Like a lot of people during the build of the Preston game were suggesting that if we lost on Saturday, Preston, um, Preston could lose his job, Grace could lose his job. And um, so, as I say, it was just good that they like, have like, a little bit of positivity and they like, kind of, for the team and for Grayson, it just kind of proved to us that we are like a very capable side at this level. There we're going again saying at this level, um, <laughs> but no, and we are. And if we can just kind of get a little bit of momentum, a bit of positive regenerated around the place, and we could push on and maybe even reach the dizzy heights and mid-table. Um, <laughs> it's just do your talking on the pitch, isn't it? Like fans will, you know. I, I agree. Those those comments were taken out of context that Grayson made during the week, but it still was a bit. Don't, don't be walk, don't yeah, be walking don't that go, line. Just don't go there yeah, it's, 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 it's too easy exactly yeah. for you to say the wrong thing. But if you go out and your team looks that committed, playing some decent football, you'll be forgiven. Like exactly. I, don't, I don't think we aren't. Despite the crowds we get and like we do, we do, yes we do mourn a bit now and again. But we're not mugs. We're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not we're not massively expectant. Like 
after that derby game, first game of the season, I thought, well, we're not going to be brilliant, but they look committed. You can see what they're trying to do, and we'll probably win most of our home games, which, ironically enough, we haven't so far. But there was there was more back to that on Saturday. It was like they're looking committed, and we're not brilliant, but if they're looking like that, and you can see what the plan is and the efforts there, you're going to come away most weeks. I it'll be frustrating now and again, like it was on Saturday, because we didn't get the win, but after all the years of like how mm. grim it's been I'm all like and people might think this is a terrible thing like I know people will be like oh we should we we shouldn't be settling for this mediocrity and everything and it's like it's not settling for mediocrity it's just after seeing a team so terrible if I see a team that's committed and winning games now and again I'm that's quite exactly. I'm quite happy and if I'm being frustrated that we've got a point when we should have won again like my frustrations in the last few years have been we've gone to West Brom and lost 3-0 like is that better than mm. going away to Preston and scoring a couple of nice goals and, and, and being annoyed that you haven't won I don't think there's, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing and if we can keep on that trajectory this season might yes we might not even make the playoffs we might finish like just mid-table but I, if it's that kind of performance every week I'll probably be entertained and feel like I've got my money's worth more often than not which I hadn't for those last you know bar little like great escapes and everything I hadn't felt like that in the Premier League Get your money's worth when they when you see the pitch innovation when we win our first game at home <laughs> in five years. People abseiling down yeah. from the Premier Concourse. The players, will getting, like, <laughs> the players will be getting like lifted around the stadium, won't they? Carried around on the pitch. Well, you, you know what? You know, home win even when we've had terrible seasons and it, it hasn't really meant anything. It does. It lifts the place and yeah. everyone's you know goes to work with a smile on the face and people start you know getting carried away after one win. Everyone, but that's not. I'd rather. Be getting carried away after winning the game. Exactly. And, that's know, what being a football sporter exactly is. If, if you can't get carried away, what's the point, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, that's what we've got to, you know, hope that that's the that's a, that's a return to that commitment that we saw in early games. Whether that that resulted at Ipswich is, you know, we're talking about this after after the uh, show on on Thursday, seeing Ipswich has to be. The rock bottom yeah. this yeah, season. Definitely. It has to be the rock bottom. Um, it can't. It has to be the Reading, yeah. the Reading four yeah. nil yeah. moment yeah. in nineteen ninety seven. It can't be. It can't be. It can't be anything worse than that this year for for so many reasons. Um, and you know the the result of the weekend was a, a step in the right direction um, for, for for many reasons. Again, I'm sure some people will probably think, "Oh, how can you be, you know, your apologists, and how can you possibly be?" <laughs> No, you just... know, posit, try and be positive about this with rubbish or, or whatever. But you know, I can't, can't, not good for me mental health to be here twice a week and be the... neg- Apparently, I'm the most negative one. And well, also, as well, I mean, not... it tears a lot that you. I wish there wasn't an international break this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were well, playing on Saturday. Well, you want the game on Tuesday night now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. like I mean, all the midweek games are terrible. Like, and you were like, oh god, I've got to yeah, make time yeah, yeah. for this now. Yeah. Now it's like. Yeah. Screw the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was going to Ipswich. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's, that would be like a, a category on Bake Cake that encapsulates the emotions of a Sunderland, a Sunderland fan. To be fair, for Bake Off. It does sound very was... mighty boosh as well with Daniel <laughs> yeah. Field on there. Yeah. Sorry, mate. No, I'm saying to be fair, for Bake Off was still on the BBC, I think I still prefer I'd over a trip to Ipswich, but now it's gone to Channel 4 and go away, basically. Oh, I think it's better on Channel 4. Well, I think so, I think so, yeah, Field I, and I, Sandy Toxic are doing a good I'm not job. having this conversation, lads, if I'm being honest with you. He's such a lad. He's such a lad. Didn't like cakes and that. They're called fairy cakes, they should be called lad Carlin Cans cakes. 
he only has like liqueur based cakes <laughs> well actually no just a chocolate sponge with it just soaked in a can of corn just like can of corn poured <laughs> over the top you know when they do the showstoppers and they make something and Stephen will just make a can of Carlin yeah. like a can of Carlin cake what's, it, what, be, what's no. in it Stephen? Carlin no it'll just be a can of Carlin and then he'll get like some chocolate knee rolls and like gaffer tape them around the outside <laughs> and that'll be it Carlin in the middle and then you just drink it, just drink it. and then throw it away don't eat the cake don't eat the mini rolls nah. just all melt it because chocolate all oh, over yeah, your fingers fine. well no because the gaffer tape would protect you oh I didn't know it would round all of the mini, oh, the mini roll I thought it'd be like the amateur. protruding from the he's not getting on the big I'm not <laughs> channel 4 BBC no matter yeah. what if we had the guy listening who does um who listens to Athletic or Minton does the cartoon Mint. 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 <laughs> does the cartoon diagrams that he could have done that he could, he could have, couldn't he? But um, he probably has no. got loads of money. If anybody, to do, if anybody's you know. like rubbish on Microsoft Paint and they want to do that, then they can do it. <laughs> well, we bring, Gareth, bring, had... bring Gareth. He's trying to pass it off his mind, but it's something he's obviously thought about. <laughs> so he's trying to bring, bring this, bring this to life, and bring the image to life. That lad uh, did. Jake, he's called. Did the um, Donald the Love Flannel for us, didn't he? Flannel. Donald Love Flan. Atletico Mint. <laughs> no, Donald Love <laughs> Flan. So you can make on make <laughs> Donald Love Flan. Yeah, I wish that's what I meant, but I just didn't get the word out because oh, I'm thinking about going home yeah. now. Yeah. No, and watching Great that. British Bake Off. I'm going to get on Netflix, <laughs> binge watches. I don't know what a Donald Love Flan would be. <laughs> think flavor? about that for Thursday. What flavour would it Tweet be? Tweet us. What would the Donald Love Flan be? Tin mandarins. I'm feeling it's got them on somewhere. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I think we should end no, this we now. Haven't, we haven't got very good creative imaginations. <laughs> Tweet us in and tell us what would be in a Donald Love Flan. There's nobody still listening. <laughs> yeah. If you are, thanks for I doing remember, so. I remember to go along tomorrow night to the, um, or Tuesday night, the 3rd of October, to go head over to redwhitearmy.co.uk to secure your place. Um, the Peacock um, from 6.30, I believe. Um, get yourself along. It's, it's a great opportunity to to hear <clears> what uh, the Red and White Army is all about uh, and then try and understand it a little bit better if you're still feeling a little bit sort of, I don't really know what this is, how it relates to me and... and you know, if it's actually worthwhile, then just go along and give an hour of your time and, and see what you think and try and put any cynicism you might have to the, the back of your To mind. Mickey, because he'll be there representing Yeah, us. I, Mickey will be there, so, um, yeah, it's a bit I, a bit uh, cheeky of me to sell people to put the cynicism to the back of their mind. Right <laughs> but, uh, Do you know I, what's funny about the Donald Love thing? We're going back to it. Because the whole Donald Love flannel was because you... Went to see a Donald Love fan, and you'd said flannel instead. Oh, and now okay. I've went to see a flannel, and I've said <laughs> flan. Yeah. So it's just going to keep evolving. Oh. Next time we reference yeah. this on another show, it'll yeah. be something else. Yeah, people start listening to us. Let it go mint now. Yeah. They're not going to listen to us anymore. It is mint. It's a mint podcast. It is mint. Like right. It is good. Thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs>